Hi, I'm Hal Blaine. Let's play drums. Transistor Radio, every Saturday evening from 7 until 9 on WPRK-FM, Winter Park, Florida. Hi, I'm Chelsea with the Annie Russell Theater. You are cordially invited to a big birthday party, our 90th season. We have been on the Rollins College campus for nearly a century, offering inspiring, entertaining, affordable theater featuring talented Rollins students. We're celebrating the Big 9 with a stellar lineup. A Doll's House Part 2, Water by the Spoonful, As You Like It, and Into the Woods. Rollins students, faculty, and staff, you go for free. Everybody else, use code WPRK for $10 tickets. That's cheaper than a movie to see powerful stories told by real live people. Call 407-646-2145 or visit rollins.edu slash Annie. Support for WPRK comes from Cuddles of College Park Pet Sitting, providing in-home pet cuddling services since 1998, also serving Winter Park, Colonial Town, and Park Lake Highland. More information at cuddlesofcollegepark.com and 407-246-5249. WPRK thanks Cuddles of College Park Pet Sitting for its support. Somebody in the house say yeah. yeah. If y'all really like to rock the funky beats, somebody in the house say WPRK 91.5 FM, the best in basement radio. For the people up top, check this out. Não fica triste, meu amor. Há um som que você vai adorar pela rádio ou computador. Essa música vai te animar. 91.5 WPRK 91.5 WPRK 91.5 WPRK 91.5 WPRK Frank, 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 Frank,
around some people living their life in bottles. Granddaddy had the golden flask, backstroke every day in Chicago. Some people like the way it feels, some people want to kill their sorrow. Some people want to fit in with the popular, that was my problem. I was in a dark room, loud tunes, looking to make a vow soon. That I'ma get fucked up, filling up my cup, I see the crowd move. Changing by the minute, and the record on repeat. Took a sip, then another sip, then somebody said to me... Why you babysitting only two or three shots? I'ma show you how to turn it up a notch. First you get a swimming pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. Pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. I wave a few bottles, then I watch a walk fly. All the girls wanna play, they watch. I got a swimming pool full of liquor, and they dive in it. Pool full of liquor, I'ma dive in it. Pool. Frank. Headshot. Frank. Sit down. Frank. Stand up. Frank. Pass out. Frank. Wake up. Frank. Fade it. Frank. Fade it. Frank. Frank. Okay. Now open your mind up and listen to me, Kendrick. I'm in your conscience. If you do not hear me, then you will be history, Kendrick. I know that you're nauseous right now, and I'm hoping to lead you to victory, Kendrick. If I take another one down, I'ma drown in some poison, abusing my limit. I think that I'm feeling the vibe. I see the love in her eyes. I see the feeling of freedom is granted as soon as the damage of vodka arrived. This how you capitalize. This is parental advice. And apparently, I'm over-influenced by what you are doing. I thought I was doing the most that someone said to me. Why you babysitting? Only two or three shots. I'ma show you how to turn it up a notch. First you get a swimming pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. Pool full of liquor, then you dive in it. I wave a few bottles, then I watch a walk fly. All the girls wanna play, they watch. I got a swimming pool full of liquor, and they dive in it. Pool full of liquor, I'ma dive in it. Pool. Frank. Headshot. Frank. Sit down. Frank. Stand up. Frank. Pass out. Frank. Wake up. Frank. Fade it. Frank. Fade it. Frank. Frank. We're back. What's up, everyone? It's your boy, Akeem. Hey, y'all. It's Cindy. And, and welcome, welcome to, to The Black, Black Oval, where we keep it cute and clean. While still talking about everything in between. Come on. Ooh, Akeem. Cindy. It's good to see you again. Yo, don't act like you ain't seen me. <laughs> <laughs> we just came from a full trip together. What I mean, truly about? and honestly, but... Where have you been? Where have I been? Where have we been? I mean, I know where I've been. Child, in the streets. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, hi everyone. Welcome back to the Black Oval. It's the hostess, hostess with the mostess. Akeem and Cindy. Come on. And we realized we've been gone. We've we, been gone for a long time. We have been very absent. But this absence wasn't just because... We didn't want to be here. We missed y'all. We missed talking to y'all. Oh, I mean, despite the threats to both <laughs> our lives, our show, despite the harassment that we've received mm. in these past couple of weeks. I love the word harassment. Right. No, because yeah. we were harassed. We were chased. Very much so. They know where we live. 
It was knocking on doors. It was actually pretty scary. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, it was a difficult time for us all. But despite all of that, y'all still had amazing amounts of grace. And for that, we appreciate you. No, for sure. For sure. So where have we been? <sighs> Bus, club, school, plane, church, work. Another club, another club, another huh, club, plane. Huh. I'm telling you, everywhere. Just know we've been booked. And busy, because Outlook stayed booked and busy, too. It has been. And so, honestly, the real truth about it was, whether it be myself or Cindy or just the both of us in general, we've always, for the past like couple of weeks, had something during our podcast time, whether it be, right. a, once again, like a meeting or an event that we had to go to mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um it was just a lot, like, and we really did our best to to still be present with social media, still talk to y'all when we pass you guys throughout campus. But honestly, we were just tapped out because let's not act like there's not a bigger villain here. School, school tore me up, chewed me out, had me for breakfast, lunch, dinner, a snack too. Had me at the CC, had me at the grill, had me at Bush Cafe. School tore me up. Yeah, school really was a was a hard time. But honestly, though, we prevailed. We're still here. Thank you. We're back better than ever with what? Season two. Season two. Yeah, season two. So, Cindy, what should they expect in season two? So, season two, we have a lot in store. We're going to be deeping, diving deeper, sorry, into like more serious conversations. We're going to talk about our solidified plans in the future. As you know, the first episode, we talked about what we wanted for the rest of the semester. We have some answers. They're coming, and we'll share. But most importantly, guest speakers. We have so many lined up for the remaining of the semester, and we can't wait for us to have engaging and robust conversations with you all. But I feel like, Akeem, while they're excited for season two, we need to talk about our last episode in season one. Yeah, our last our last episode got pretty, uh, not, I don't want to say spicy, because that's like a word that everyone uses now. It got not even intense. It got real, real. It got real. The yeah. tea was spilled. A lot of the tea was spilled. Ooh. Some on your part, a lot on my part. <laughs> I mean, all our nowadays people just call me. Don't play with, don't play with, don't play with, don't play with it. They definitely call you that. You know what they call me? What? Big S. Emphasis on the what? Emphasis on the S. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, so in the last episode, um, we. To end off the of season one, we kind of just talked about a lot of um, trials and tribulations that we had to deal with and face being a um, black student here on campus, black student leaders specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but now this episode, to start it off, we kind of we kind of wanted to just give you all some advice to deal with those trials and tribulations. Right, because at the end of the day, we acknowledge that being black is hard, but being a black student at a PWI in a city that's predominantly white is even harder. And the city we're talking about is Winter Park, not necessarily Orlando, because Orlando itself is very diverse. Right. But the city of Winter Park, there is a population that is among us, and we recognize that. For ah. sure. And while, like you said, even though it is hard, and even like you said, being a black student leader is even harder. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. It's, it's not impossible. Never that. Nothing's impossible, as long as you have God. Hey, sorry. You Thank know. you. Hallelujah. But... But yeah, so as we as we look into seeing how things are not impossible, mm-hmm. we have a couple of tips and advice for you all. All right, Akeem. 
Well, okay. First, we go to a luxurious school. Can we please utilize the school and the benefits and the resources that they give us? Yeah. My motto of the day, there's always money out there. Mm-hmm. You just got to find it. Come on. Are you ready to do the dick digging? Are you tired of complaining? How many people have you talked to? And not just your friends either. I don't know. I just feel like there's so many things that our school, at least in particular, but other PWIs like our school has. I think it's really time to tap into the resources, but you just got to know who to go to. That's exactly why we're going to call these next tips for this segment, How to Thrive at Rollins. Hit it, Akeem. So tip number one, how to thrive at Rollins. The first thing you need to know, resiliency is key. Once again, we've acknowledged that it's hard being here, and sometimes it becomes even harder when you take on these leadership roles and positions. But think one thing we must realize is that we can never give up. Because if we give up, well, let, let me not even say it just because. The way I see it and the way I view it mm-hmm. is that if we give up, all the pain and all the suffering and all the things that they've done to us or the things that have been done to us, it's warranted because mm. that's where we're at. We're, we're stopping. You know what I'm saying? I hear that. There's yeah. a Steve Harvey quote that he said. He was like, if you're going through H-E-double hockey sticks, keep going because why would you want to stop in H-E-double hockey sticks? Right, right. Why would you want to stop in that pit that you're at and leave the rest of your life or the rest of your time being somewhere in that same pit when, I, when all you have to do is keep going two more extra steps and boom, you see the glory. Come on. Do I take them to church? Not yet. We got some more tips. Hold on. No, I'm sorry. Let me get into the second one. Find your people. All skin folk ain't kin folk. Mm-mm. Not Cindy. What? It's everyone your people. <laughs> you heard what I said. What'd you say? All skin folk ain't kin folk. They're not. Mm, and I hate that we have to be the ones to remind y'all of this, but it's true. To find your people, you need to be intentional about the friendships that you make and the people that you seek to form different connections with. Y'all, I feel like we're at an age and a stage in our life where we can differentiate between the good and the bad and understand that, like, what people do is very reflective of who they are and can be very reflective of how they treat you and those who you want to surround yourself with. And so what I mean by that is, like, In order to feel that you have long-lasting friendships at a school such as this one or a school that's similar to ours, you need to be, number one, intentional for who you're seeking out with. But number two, you need to align yourself with people who believe in the same things that you do. You need to find a group of people that are going to be able to support you no matter what. And I know Mm -hmm. that it's easier said than done. Come on. However, you guys have the ability to decide what you want and who do you want to hang out with. Like, if you don't like them, why are you with them? Mm. How are you going to be able to thrive at a PWI that's going to come with its own stresses and burdens when you don't have solid people in your corner who are going to root for you? And there's plenty of different organizations on campus that have those people. You just need to stop being lazy and start going to meetings. Yeah. That's the word. <laughs> you know where I'm at. Where you at? I'm ready to go to church. Mm-mm, not yet, not yet. Okay. All right, this next tip, tip number three. Remember your power. I'm going to say it again. Remember your power. So I get this tip from this Alice Walker quote. Um, She says, 
the quickest way or the easiest way to give up your power or to lose power is by assuming slash thinking that you don't have any. Even though we are a marginalized, we are a part of a marginalized community, especially at a PWI like Rollins where there isn't as many of us, it can sometimes seems like you don't have any power or you aren't able to do certain things or don't get certain privileges. And while to an extent it is true that you don't have any certain privileges as other people or other people who come from a majority um, community, you still have power. There is power within your voice. If you don't use that voice, you lose that power. If you're going through something, whether it be something with a teacher, professor, coach, uh, administrator, staff member, whatever, whoever, if you stay silent about that treatment, your power is there. Your power is gone, honestly. And what I'm saying right now, it takes a lot. Assuming that, you know, we're battling things like scholarships. I mean, hey, like even with me dealing with certain stuff, what we talked about last week or in our last episode, Mm -hmm. me not me going through all the things I was going through with my political, with my certain department and not being able to truly speak out about it or feeling as if I couldn't speak out about it. In a sense, I didn't know how much power I truly had at the moment. But knowing that it doesn't just take for me to be in a certain position in order to be able to use my voice. My voice is long standing and and it holds weight wherever I go and wherever I'm at in my life. I just have to learn how to use it and be true with it. I like that it's a lot of game. I really do. I really like that. And I think that allows me to close it with our final tip on how to thrive at Rollins. Protect yourself and prioritize yourself. Cindy, Cindy, what are you talking about? I don't get it. Protect myself how? Prioritize myself in what way? Well, we need to first and foremost have self-advocacy. That means prioritizing ourselves, our mental health, and just our energy in general. It's time to be selfish now. We endure so many different things. So when it's time for us to take a break, listen to our minds and our bodies and our hearts to take that break. There's nothing wrong with saying no to certain people. You don't want to go out with right now. That's okay. You don't want to hang out with XYZ person. That's okay. You just don't have the capacity or the bandwidth to endure certain stuff. That's okay. And I feel like, too, this is a great way to talk about black mental health and, like, what does self-care look like? Because even I am still practicing appropriate self-care methods. Self-care is not brushing your teeth. Self-care is not cleaning your room. Mm -hmm. Self-care is not taking a shower. Mm -hmm. Self-care are activities and hobbies that, You don't necessarily need to do every single day, but you do to reset yourself so your energy can be realigned, so that you can come back feeling revitalized, joyful, new. It's time for you to take your self-care seriously because you can't pour onto other people if you haven't even poured into yourself. One. (laughs) And I feel like the best way to really explain this and to like hone in on this so Audrey Lord, one of my favorite authors like of all time, she writes, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. That means that just like you, when you care for you and you treat yourself very good, there's nothing wrong with that. Instead, you're protecting yourself. You're prioritizing yourself. So this way you can be good to the next person that comes and meets you and greets you. speechless that was a word thank you thank you like i think now too when i think about season two and how else it's gonna like happen throughout the rest of the semester 
it's such a time for us to really remind people who listen to us that like we need to put ourselves first and we cannot let the past, the burdens, the trials and tribulations outshine how we're going to continue performing for the remainder of our lives, especially our time here at Rollins. No, I agree with that. Um, one point I wanted to ask you is mm. why do you think that nowadays in this society or like in this day and age, we've accustomed ourselves to think that self-care is taking a shower or doing things that are a necessity for our well-being or our well-being y'all not gonna like my answer i think it's that phone i really do feel that the media plays such a big role and i think aesthetics and aesthetics and aestheticism like has you thinking that things that you're supposed to be doing such as keeping up with proper hygiene and self-care and that's not including or like factoring in like depression and what anxiety looks like and things like that that's not what we're talking about at all However, what we're trying to say is that you cannot say that self-care is going to be brushing your teeth when that's what you should be doing on a daily to, again, prioritize yourself. Like these are necessary things to function. Your teeth are going to fall off if you don't brush it. Your room is going to smell if you don't clean it. Like you have to make sure that you're not letting outside sources such as social media, um, the books that you're reading, the movies that you're watching, and the people that you're surrounding yourself with have y'all thinking that self-care are necessary things. Self-care are activities that will help you reset yourself. You need to feel revitalized. You need to feel new. You need to feel excited to want to do these self-care activities. Now is not the time for us to be like, you know what? For self-care, I'm going to just take my usual shower. That's not self-care, love. That's called not being stank. Because if you stink, I'm going to say something to you. I need. I feel like I need to stop saying. <laughs> but that was a word. No. Emphasis on the state. Because <laughs> some of y'all stink be, on who? Some of y'all be fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and you know one thing about me. Uh, you know what? Y'all gonna call me a hater after this, but I'm. A, I'm gonna just tell you guys how I really feel it. I think it's time to start telling people nicely that we can love ourselves and show ourselves love through hygiene, first and foremost. It's 6 o'clock in the morning. You live in Lakeside. There's no way and no reason why a shower has not been taken in a week. <laughs> I'm for real. We overheard a conversation to keep an eye a couple weeks ago. And someone was like, oh, my God. Ugh, I'm just, I'm finally showering. And I remember I looked at Akeem. I was like, finally showering? Hold on. What and, are you talking about? And real quick, just to, like, give you a... um. Like a side note, mind you, this person, like at the time, they weren't dealing with any type of like mental health issue or any issue like that. Regular, regular person, not even regular, regular, because people who deal with mental health are still regular, regular people, Mm -hmm. but just a person who was just like, hmm, (laughs) I can finally take a shower. I haven't taken a shower in days. What? Like, what? How do you feel so comfortable saying that out loud? Girl, so you tell me you're walking around here funky. You're telling me that you itchy. I mean, real scratch, scratch. <laughs> R. Kelly called. He want that itch back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm for real. Because it's just like, we're, we're like laughing about it, but we're being so for real. 
And I think that's the best way to go into what's really going on. It's time to hit it with our newest, newest theme for the night. Our college is messy. Now, before we get into it, this is a disclaimer that we, as um, students, we are not necessarily affiliated with college outside of us being students. Um, the thoughts that Akeem and I share on this show are our thoughts alone. Thank you so much. When we're referring to our college is messy, we're not referring to the institution known as Rollins College, Winter Park, Florida. We are referring to the students at our school. So, our college is messy. Our Thank college you. is messy. Woo. But before before we get into this, uh, I just want to say, as we're ending this segment, kind of, of talking about like tips and advice, that we have to remember that even though right now it can be hard once again being black, and we ha- and right now we're like witnessing some of the first, whether it be the first two women, black women faculty to receive tenure, or the first black student body president, or black student, uh, black women student body vice president. We have to remember that we were not the first to be here. Never that. And we, we won't be the last. And we won't be the last. And we won't, won't be the last. There, we stand on the shoulders of the giants that came before us. There have been people here before us who have dealt with things that have been either the same or even worse than what we're dealing with right now. So as we're making these strides and continuing to go forward, keep that in mind that it's not, even though it sucks to think like this, it's not just about us. It's... Being black in the, being black in America is not just about solely one individual. It's about a community of people, and the people that come after you, and the people who came before you. Can I make fun of Akeem really quickly? Oh my god, he does this thing in every single episode, and but this is Akeem in like real life. He gets very quote like girl, I do not <laughs> like it's so frustrating because let me tell y'all, I find it frustrating personally. Because I don't have quotes to give you. I just have catchphrases. No, y'all, Nobody. N- not, not to cut you off. I know y'all just heard her give this whole segment about, no. se- about self-care. Okay, okay, but that's me being city. This is you. Ready? Okay. Okay, we're going to, let's let's act like we're back on the stank thing. Okay. Being stank, that's who you are. You need to rise above the stankness. <laughs> it's time that's to me. shower. <laughs> Clean you. <laughs> like, why do you do that? That is not how... <laughs> that is not how I sound, and if I do sound like that, I'm genuinely not trying to like do that. I swear I don't be. I'm not M O K. I do not try to be sound like Martin Luther King Jr. No, but you sound like Michael X. Huh? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know they killed it. Anyways, <laughs> I be Michael. You too, M O K. But anyways, before um, so as we're going to this new segment of our college is messy, um, we just first wanted to give a shout out to the new incoming president and Vice President-Elect for the Student Government Association, who will be taking our roles for next year, um, Erica Munchen and... The Santa Lucia. Ooh. Turn up, turn up, turn up. Super proud of you, ladies. You guys are amazing. And we're both super excited that we've gotten to see you rise, like, through your experience in SGA alone. Y'all are dynamic forces and are going to be an even more dynamic duo in the following school year. Alrighty. Now that we have that cleared. Thank you. Let's give the people what they wanted. We kept it cute and clean, but now it's time to talk about everything in between. So let's get into it. First, I wanted to talk about, well, when we're thinking about our roles, and especially right now since we've elected these new officials into these roles, um, as far as um, Erica and V, what does it look like to be an SGA president and vice president as far as what is the things we didn't say? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In season one. 
So I feel like a lot of people or when they think about SGA or just being the student body president or student body vice president, they think you hold all this power. And yes, while on one in one hand you do, you have like this this title, this this role or whatever. It is very difficult to make change on this campus. Mm. It is extremely difficult to make change on change on this campus. And as far as and this goes in front of goes for institutional change, culture change, and all the above. Because when it comes to the institution, you have to there's so many different people that you have to meet with, who you have to make relation build relationships relationships with or connections with in order to get to that one person. And sometimes that one person isn't always like the change you see isn't always gonna come from the the president of the institution, the president of the school. Certain there's certain people who whether that be a vice president or a director of a certain um, organization on campus or a faculty member, there are certain people in certain positions that you have to go to in order to seek the change you want. But getting that change is so difficult. Now, why is it difficult, Cindy? Y'all be performative. Very performative. Let's keep it real. And this is not towards like... Any specific like... Person. This is just a general comment. And something that Akeem and I have sensed at our time at Rollins, change is difficult because often the people that we go to to help us make the change. They don't really care about the issue. They're not about it for real. They just put it on the show. Because quite literally, when it when the heat get on in the kitchen, the cook comes out. Yeah. And I know how to grill. <laughs> Shout out to Omar. Excuse me. <laughs> Shout out to Omar and Cindy. Come on. But... Y'all can't cook. At all. Like, y'all burn the food. And I know that we're, like, going in this weird, dark place with this, like, uh, allegory of food. But at the end of the day, change cannot happen, not just because your college is messy, but because the people who are supposed to do and, like, be a part of the change making don't do it. One, the people who we look to to be firm stance holders in making the change happen and making sure that everyone is receptive to it, they're not doing that. And that's why we feel that they're performative. Your college is messy because people aren't who they really say they are. And I think that's frustrating. No, for sure. And just thinking about thinking about this past year, especially while we're doing all this work as a president and vice president and how a lot of our work did lean towards diversity, equity, and inclusion, belonging, thinking about just the different trials and tribulations that we felt with, thinking about the different meetings that we've sat in with different people in administration or not even top dog administration. I'm talking about like somebody as far, it could be like assistant director of a program on campus. Seeing how when they're having these certain conversations or being inside of these conversations or discussions with different things surrounding DEIB, they either A, have no idea what they're talking about, B, don't want to be there, or C, hold discriminatory and prejudiced values and morals. And you can clearly see that by the way that they're, by the way they're, hmm, let me see, by the way they're adding to the conversation, whether it be certain things that they say or certain mindsets that they hold, or even certain things that they might be like, hmm, I agree with that, ooh, or oh, I don't like that as much. You can tell that a lot of these people are just doing this for that check. Check better be that big for you to put on a show 
and for you not to do the job that you signed up to do. Like, stuff like this upsets us because I think we've imagined so much more for Rollins Mm -hmm. um, in our past four years here. And so to still knowingly know that there are people, even way after we're gone, who are still going to be here, who are still going to perpetuate different cycles of oppression, honestly. For sure. Despite the revolutionary change that the college is undergoing through, like, a DEI strategic planning process, outside of different department heads, you know, coming together and taking it seriously that they need to have actual, you know, training and, like, stricter curriculum on DEI. Like, there's still going to be those couple of people Mm. that bring down an entire movement. Talk about it. And people don't realize that with them being performative, even though it might look like it's a good thing, on the outs on the surface of it, just because they're agreeing with the things about DEIB, if especially if you're like in a person in position of power, mm. if you're being performative about the work that's being done, after that whole meeting is that meeting is said and done, and that work is not even the work is done, but the meeting is done, and you leave the meeting and go back to your other department that you reside over, you're still hurting that department because mm-hmm. that department isn't getting what they need to get from that meeting truly. Because you put on a performance. Right. Oh, my gosh. You sh- you shed your skin. Hmm. As, soon, as soon as you left that meeting, you you put your mask off. What Future said, mask off. Mask, mask off. off. You know what I'm saying? I do love Future. You took that mask off and said, hmm, I'm done with that show. Right. And that's sad because the students are now looking at you like, you know, we're going to go to so-and-so because so-and-so is going to know the answer. So-and-so is going to stand behind me. They're going to be an ally for me. They're going to fight with me regarding this issue. So to know that, number one, everything was done in performance, and number two, everything was done as a sneaky and conniving way to, like, move up is upsetting. Again, the general comments that we're making tonight are not necessarily going towards a specific person, but as a school, as a whole, we want to talk about it. Now, for sure. Now, Cindy, why else is this college messy? P.U. Oh, my God. This one is for the students. We hit up faculty and administration, but this one is for y'all. Y'all ain't safe. Our college is messy because a lot of y'all want it to be messy. A lot of y'all thrive in dysfunctional environments. Mm. To be honest with you, a lot of you guys don't care enough about issues that directly impact you. No, they don't. I'm going to be real with y'all. And I'm going to just be real. And this isn't me trying to, like, talk up Cindy or I or just try to, like, I don't know, boost our own ego. But y'all depend on the two of us to fight a lot of y'all battles. Quick. And I'm tired of it. Akeem's tired of it. We are tired of it. Come on. It's so upsetting. And I feel like I'm going to use that word, like, six times tonight. But it's upsetting when, you know, yes, I recognize Akeem and I have a good time doing the things that we enjoy, which is advocating for those who don't necessarily want to be at the forefront. But, however, you can't just sit in the back and not want to advocate for yourself at all. Mm. It don't work like that, brother. No, yeah. And that's not just for, like, one specific person or, like, one specific group of people that we've, like, advocated for this year. That's across the board. This is seen even in groups and spaces that Cindy and I aren't in, but it gets brought up to us because the people that you reach out to don't know who to go to. It's 
annoying. I don't know because then Akeem and I, we like to do self-reflection after um, like our meetings and things. We Always. talk about it. We debrief. We're like, Quick okay, debrief. what could we have said? What should we follow back on? Things like that. Mm-hmm. So whenever we're doing those check-ins with each other about a certain situation, we always question like, oh, like are we making space for other people to come and eat at the table with us? Right. Last time I checked, Akeem and I had so many seats open at the table. But it was just me and him at Thanksgiving dinner. But that's what I'm saying. And then even when and when we invite these people, tell these people to come to the table with us, mm-hmm. y'all don't show up. And that's our problem. Y'all never show up. And how does that I don't I feel like people don't realize how that makes us look. Like we're oh. trying to we're trying to spread the wealth. We're trying to get you involved in these conversations. But when it's time for you to actually put your foot down, and and it's not like we're we're like we're telling them, hey, go to this meeting. Uh, we set it up for you. Have fun. These are meetings that we set up and have and are sitting in them with you. And just having you, we just want you in there mm-hmm. just so you can put your name out there. Mm-hmm. Not for you to facilitate a dialogue mm-hmm. or for you to be the main topic of conversation, but for you to just sit there and be able to see what's happening. Literally. And I want to give a special shout out to all the students and student leaders who, number one, they do what they're supposed to do. They go to school and they take it seriously. Right. They're getting the grades that they are. Right. They're involved in organizations and they're thriving in that sense. Come and on. to the student leaders who have taken on additional exec roles, to the student workers and employees that are putting tireless times both on their on-campus or off-campus jobs, big shout out to you guys. We're not talking about those groups. No, Rather, whatsoever. we're talking about the students who will knowingly know like the resources that exist Yet, comma, mm-hmm, choose to just, oh, I'll go to Akiva Cindy. And okay, you feel more comfortable going to us. That's chill. That's and that, fine. And that's okay. You know, that's why we're here. That's the reason why we're passionate about the things that we're passionate about. Mm-hmm. But then when we come back and give you answers and we're like, hey, we need you to work with us because at the end of the day, Rollins is still going to be Rollins without Akeem and Cindy. Right. And our time is approaching rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, it's time for us to go. Basically. I already left. They throwing us out the door. They throwing us. I'm in the car. I'm driving. Girl, please, I'm. I'm, on, you, I'm on a plane. Okay. Mm. I'm riding in a Bugatti. Is that a plane sound? No, that's a car. Yeah. But but yeah, no. But and it's just like when we're advocating for when we're advocating for specific people and we do the work, we connect them because they reached out to us, and then once we bring it back to them, they're like, mm, I'll think about it or. I guess, or hmm, I'm not sure. Mm. How does that make us look? And that's not even just for us. That's for any student leader on campus that any, people reach out to. Any. It could be somebody from Black Student Union, Muslim Student Union, uh, Mediterranean, Mediterranean Student, student Union, Student Association. My bad. Or Latin American Student Asso- Student Association. It's for anybody in these groups that you go to to advocate for you. Look, it can even be in fraternity sorority life. Right. When you're going to your uh, chapter, your chapter president. You're asking them, hey, um, or you tell you're telling them about a situation. They go handle that situation. Go talk to be, they go talk to uh, Bronwyn and Gabby, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when they bring it back that information, you're like, mm, actually, never mind. And we understand that certain situations can be like traumatizing, or like mm-hmm. certain situations can have a lot of effect on you and your mental. But at the same time, it's just like excluding those situations, or when you're bringing it out to us, we need your help in order to get the sufficient results Mm -hmm. or outcomes for that certain situation definitely and there's power in numbers if one person is talking about an issue and they can go to whoever they need to go 
okay, sure, the situation is handled and delegated to somebody else, et cetera, et cetera. But if 10 people, 20 people, 30, an entire organization of people are riding 10 toes down for something, like, there's just more strength in that. And administration is more likely to take you seriously. Your faculty is more likely to take you seriously. Come on. Staff are going to be riding behind your backs. You cannot sit and complain and not want to do anything about it and then expect the people that you, quote, unquote, elected to serve are going to do the work. Because, baby, we serving. Huh. Let me tell you one thing about me real quick. And this is the last time I'm going to tell you. Come on. Cindy and Sejourn does not like to do the work without making sure that everybody who's supposed to be eating is eating. That means that, like, it's something that I have to work on, but I feel guilty knowing that, like, I'm doing good, but somebody else is not doing good, too. Mm -hmm. I want everyone to win. And the same could be said for Akeem. Like, I think we shared this in common. No, for sure. But, like, think about it as a group project. You got your different roles and the different people. Mm -hmm. It's it's five of y'all. You got, obviously, the the first person who's delegating the task. All right, I'm going to do this. They're, they're, they're the leader. The other four people have their own different tasks to take to take control of. Mm-hmm. In certain situations, Cindy and I would be that leader or be that person delegating different tasks mm-hmm. and saying, this is what's going down. This is who we're going to set up a meeting with. But once you don't do your task, as far as like when we're reaching back out to you, asking you, hey, to hit up this person or to email that person, mm-hmm. when you don't do that, the group project fails. Real bad. You get an F. And let me tell you, the teacher is grading for the entire group, not individually. Thank you. And again, just being black students on campus, this is a special reminder. When one black person or one black student doesn't live up to the standard that was already made and set for themselves, it impacts every other black student. Whether we want to admit that or not, eyes are definitely on us at all times. So we need to ensure that we're doing the very best that we can to rise above said standard. Keep it above. I'm just telling y'all T. Tell them T. But I do have one more reason why your college is messy. Come on, Sydney, let them have it. <sighs> is this a hard one? No, not a hard one. Is this a real one? This is a real deal, real spill one. Ooh. Ooh. Your college is messy. Hmm. Your college is messy because y'all are shady. And mm-hmm. that's the real tea. Who's shady? There's been a lot of comments in the streets made, and I don't like them. What's the comments say? The comments, I feel like, you know, we can talk about it because it's about us. What were the comments? I thought you knew. No, I didn't hear these comments. <laughs> I definitely told you. What? What were the comments? The the streets are saying. Saying what? We're not good at what we do. Nothing. You know the streets ain't been saying that. Oh, wait, you being for real right now? I'm being so for real right now. Who said that? The streets are saying that we're lazy. We don't know how to follow up. (laughs) Yeah. The streets are talking. The streets are saying that, oh, we start something, but we can't finish. Who said this? Brother. The streets are talking. Let me tell you what thing about me. My ears are small because I'm Haitian. <laughs> but I hear everything. The streets are saying a lot of things. And Cindy, you never told me this. Brother, because I found out about it last night. From who? I went out. Huh? I went out. Oh, with that person? 
no, no. This was before going out. But, like, in the process of me getting out, oh, I'm here. I'm walking through my room, lakeside elevators. Y'all know that he gets a lot of talk. And they said me and you. They're talking about SGA. Oh. <laughs> then I hear Akeem. <laughs> and then that girl he be with. That girl he be with, I'm, I'm guessing it's me. You said that? They said that for real? Brother, that's what I heard. And what, what were they saying, though? What I just told you. Oh, yeah. Like, I tried to, like, asking them a question, but, like, they never really got back to me. I feel like they do that all the time with us. Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> What's that supposed to be? What's, what do you mean? And I think, I, and I feel like that's another reason why we wanted to talk about, like, your college is messy because X, Y, Z. Because your college is messy when people spread lies and misinformation about that. Yeah, what? Honestly, like, if this was me last semester, I'd probably be like, oh, my God, like, what are you talking about? Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. But it's so funny. I was talking I was um, talking to my um, one of my parents the other day, mm-hmm. and I don't know why I said one of my parents. I was talking to my mama. <laughs> and I was talking to my mama the other day, and I, was, and I was telling her, I was like, throughout this year, I've been able to stand firm in – my role as SGA president and just being a key Mitchell in general Mm -hmm. and being able to understand that like my worth and my validation doesn't come. It shouldn't come from it. It does not come from other people. No. Because when I'm thinking about everything that we've done this year alone, this year alone, let's bump that last semester, bump that summer, bump that summer thinking about everything. And I'm not just talking about like, Oh, the different meetings we've had, but different actual things we've implemented and put into place that haven't been done before in the past. Hmm. Child City, we've done more than we should have. And not, not even, not even that us having to deal with certain people. And we've had certain, we've literally sat and debriefed after having certain meetings with different people around campus, whether that be once again, a director or administrator and been like, these people are low key prejudice. Oh, extremely. Or they're talking to us in a certain tone, but when it comes to talking to other people, they're not using that same tone. And I wish... It's, it's, oh, we're students, but they're professional. Woo! It's, oh my gosh, I cannot tell y'all how many times that, like, people have a preconceived perception about Akeem and I. Like, the professional comment, like, someone could easily be snarky and be like, oh, they don't think Akeem is as professional as, like, past SGA presidents. I've gotten comments related to my attitude... And how loud I am. Like, real life people think I'm just a couple of jokes. And it's upsetting to know that, like, no matter how much work that you may put into something that you care about, like, at the end of the day, people are just going to dwindle you down to whatever they thought of you originally. I mean, and and at the end of the day, it is what it is. I mean, and to whoever it was, whoever, hope you're listening right now, (laughs) baby, I don't care. I do not care. Because one, the way you're handling the situation instead of coming to Cindy and I and talking about it, if you really had an issue that you need to get handled, trust and believe you would have came and found the right resources or the people that you needed to help you in that situation. That's one. Mm-hmm. Two, don't ever, and I mean don't ever try to disrespect. I don't, Actually, I don't even care if you try to disrespect me, but for you to try to disrespect Cindy, Cindy Neika, say Jordan, in the manner of such that you're doing right now or you did yesterday, don't do that. She is the most powerful, most phenomenal. I, I don't. I can't even put two words how strong this girl is, how much she works, how much she advocates for you as students, not even you as students, you as individuals, people in general. 
whether it be students, whether it be faculty, whether it be other administrators. Sydney is on the front line doing all this stuff. And she's tired. And she's tired. And we're tired. And it's because of conversations like these and others that we're tired. Because we don't feel the support that you so you are putting a performance on or showing. Thank you, Akeem. Like, thank you. But, but again, like, Akeem tells me these things in, like, real life. So, I like, I, like, I hear them all the time from him. And when the comments were originally made, again, these were people who were walking in front of me. These were not black people. So, I already know, like, how it gets down. Again, this is Winter Park, love. What's the zip code? 32789. I know how it gets down here. This is whole avenue. <laughs> Child, and at the end of the day, they wouldn't last a day in our shoes. At all. And that's why... We don't give them baby, enough. I, baby, I laugh in your face. Girl, I fight. Mm, okay, okay. Not, not too much. Not too much. All right, now nah, I only got in one fight. <laughs> no. Put them busters up. But it's just it, it becomes disrespectful at one point. It, it comes to the point where you're just like, at the end of the day, I mean, it is what it is. It is what Once it again, is. Once again, your issue obviously wasn't strong enough or you didn't care about it enough for you to send a follow-up email if that was the issue. Because let me tell you something about Akeem and Cindy. Even And you know what? I'll admit it. Sometimes Akeem, Akeem might miss an email. <laughs> Akeem might miss an email But guess what Akeem ain't miss an email But Cindy gonna come right back And ask Akeem Exactly But but Cindy will come right back at it And be like Alright we need to figure it out Right There could only be one person In this entire school Two people max That could say that We abandoned them an email And one of them was over the summer <laughs> And she knows who I'm talking about but <laughs> Sorry love Hope I'm, everything's good now I'm so sorry You're you <laughs> a great person though I say all this Like when it happened I didn't take much heart to it I was just like Oh whatever But it but again, it's just like, I think it's so weird because whatever it was, was not that serious. And whatever, let me say it again. Whatever it was, was not serious enough for you to follow up on. Child, that's like somebody, remember I told you about that time where, um, this this is me taking my SGA hat off. Mm. Remember I told you about that time where somebody was in a meeting with other like um, presidents or top dogs of their or- organization mm-hmm. and this person had reached out to me about lip sync. And I mean, mm-hmm. SGA runs lip sync, so obviously. Yeah. And they reached out to me and asked me about, like, oh, hey, how many people are we able to have in, like, one performance, like, for a group? And I was like, hey, I'm not sure, but I believe it's 30. Because, once again, I, I've i never, like, actually put on lip sync. It's always, like, the SGA bench chair or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it used to be Alexandra, but Alexandra's not here anymore. Big shout-out to Alexandra. We love you. Hey, Alexandra. Hey, Javari. Come on. Hey, family. <laughs> hey, <I say> it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways back to it so the girl reached out to me and she was like she said all that she asked me and i told her hey i think about 30 and so then later on somebody came back to me and told me that um in the president's meeting that they were having or whatever that same girl when they were talking about lip sync they were like oh akeem was like i actually came how many people he told me he thinks 30 but honestly i don't know because I don't know if he was trying to lie to me or, like, trick me um, to make it seem, to try to, like, throw us off our game. And so I was like, so when the person told me that, I was like, why? Make it make sense. What what do I, what do I gain from trying to lie to you or trick you about? And this, and this might sound cocky, but babes, like, I don't, I don't need to worry about that. Trust me, love. You're the least of our worries. Not even the least of our worries. I don't even think about y'all. At all. I put on a performance. Thank you. you I put, I put, no, I don't put on performance. What? I put on a show. No, you put on a theater. Mm. 
you know what I'm saying? But it's just little things like that. Like, what do I have to lie to you about? Like, when we start making up these like little bitty rumors and lies and stuff, like it's weird. I and I'm telling y'all, like it's weird. It's always at first glance we never think about it, and then it's times like this where we'll be like, wait a minute, that was really racist. There was something that happened a couple of weeks ago that we wanted to talk about in season two that related to our colleges, Bessie and like Shade. I just can't remember it right now, but I remember a humanized initial reaction was like, oh, like struggle the shoulder. But it's when we debrief and we talk about our days and we're like, hey, did you feel a certain way? And we're like, yeah, I felt that way, too. It's when we really realize how rude and um, shady that these comments are. And so we don't give them light and day when we're like doing our debriefs and reflections. We're just making sure that we're good and we're in check. But like it's upsetting to know that people are trying to talk about your character. And this is where I'm really going to get passionate. It's upsetting to know. That people make judgments or certain perceptions about your character. And you don't know us. You don't know us. And you think that we would do certain things, like the the lip sync thing. Why would you go out of your way to to try to sabotage another group? Girl, because all you had to do was look in your emails from last year and see what Alexander has sent y'all. It's not even that. If you really didn't trust Akeem, you would have just asked Bronwyn. You would have asked the SGA events chair. You would have asked Gabby. You would have asked somebody. And and on top of that, I said, hey— I think it's 30. And then afterward, forwarded them toward or sent them towards my SGA event share. Like, SGA event share. I was like, oh, go ask her. What is this idea and belief that, like, and I think this is some of y'all need to figure out this trauma. What is this, this like, feeling that, like, you can't trust the people that you supposedly elected? Child, what is this feeling and idea that you can't trust black people? <laughs> what is this feeling and idea that you can't trust the first black people? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and, it goes back to performance because I'm pretty sure those people you saw yesterday, I'm pretty sure I even know them because, you know, I know a lot of people on mm-hmm. campus or know of a lot of people on campus. Let me say that. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure these are some people that would be smiling, giggling, laughing oh. in front of you and our faces. I'm telling y'all, it's so weird. People will dead be like, hey, to a team. And then afterwards, go talk about us. And that's crazy. And that's weird. And I say hey to me because I'm telling you, know, my face yep. will be a little we, we, in the morning time. We know you don't like people, child. I love people. I love to give a hey, queen. But I can't do that. But all in all, we love and appreciate our time, especially in like these roles. But it's just like. We want y'all to have the same faith and the same energy that you guys supposedly had during last year. And we want us to carry out for the rest of the semester. We really only have a month left. We're in our second season of this show. And so we, we're talking about these comments and we're talking about our school being messy because I think we feel that it's important for other people to understand that it's not always green and peaches on this side of town. It's not. And even though, we, and even though it may seem like Cindy and I have it all together, A, we don't. But once again, we keep it cute. And clean. But we don't let us not having it together stop us from doing what we need to do. And when we don't have it together, it's not necessarily a rift between Akeem and I. It's what we said in the beginning. School takes a lot. Yeah, exactly. We both have multiple minors. We both have demanding majors. We both have jobs and internship programs that we're a part of. So a lot of our time, like things happen to our schedules that can impact us, impact our ability to have proper self-care activities, et cetera, et cetera. But we say that in the sense of like, at the end of the day, when it's time for Akeem and I to come together, we do a quick check-in and we rock and roll. It's always going to be Mitchell X. It is. I'm sorry, but that's just like really like upset me. Like that we're lazy. We don't do anything. Brother, I mean. Brother, check this. Ca- 
And I'm telling you, the girl, the girl that he's always with, you could have said baddie. Like, you could have given me something else. She's pretty. She's beautiful. I feel like I deserved a little bit more. I don't expect any of y'all to know my name. Y'all barely spell it correctly or pronounce it at that. But, like, yeah, that pretty girl you always with, that would have been nice. Hey. All right. At the end of the day, you got to realize that, once again, everybody ain't for you. Mm-mm. Everybody ain't going to agree with you. Mm-mm. What uh, what Gloria say? Every day the sh- sun won't shine. But that's why I love tomorrow. But you know why else I love tomorrow? Why? Because you won't get to make the same mistakes. You won't. I'm really like, that's crazy that these mm-hmm. people. And I mean, you know, I'm not even going to get to it. You but wanna, tell them, tell them, Akeem, what's your advice for the people tonight? My advice. If a person shows you who they are, mm-hmm. believe them the first time. Why? Because they fool you one time. Shame on them. Okay. Fool you two times. Shame on you. Right. Fool you three times. Load the chopper. And do the rest. And with that being said, this is the Black Oval, and we'll end it with No Role Models by J. Cole. Thanks for listening, y'all. First things first, rest in peace, sucker fear. For real, you the only father that I ever knew. I get my pregnant, I'ma be a better you. Prophecies that I made way back in the veil. For fear, listen, even back when we was broke, my team ill. Martin Luther King would have been on Dreamville. Talk to him. One time for my LA sisters. One time for my LA, LA. Lanes again, can't tell the difference. One time for a n- who knows. Don't save her, she don't wanna be saved. 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 No role models, and I'm here right now. No role models to speak up. Searching through my memory, my memory, I couldn't find one. Last night I was getting my feet rubbed by the baddest. Not Trina, but I swear to God, it's make it, make it. Call your girl up and tell her, hey, what's good? Sorry, I'm never coming home. I'ma stay for good. Then hang the phone up and proceed to lay the wood. I came fast like 911 in white neighborhoods. Ain't got no shame about it. She think I'm spoiled and I'm rich because I can have any. Benny got defensive and said, nah, I was the same without it. But then I thought back, back to a better me. Before I was a B-list celebrity, before I started calling, calling, drifting so heavily. Back when you could get a platinum plat without no melody, you wasn't sweating me. One time for my L.A. sisters, one time for my L.A., L.A. Lanes you can't tell the difference. One time for a n- who knows. Don't save her, she don't wanna be saved. 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 I want a real love, dark skin and Aunt Viv love. That Jada in that wheel love. That leave a toothbrush at your crib love. And you ain't gotta wonder whether that's your kid love. I don't want no from reality shows. Out of touch with reality. Out in Hollywood, bring him back five or six, six. Them, then we kick him to the dome. You know, you know how it goes. She deserve that. She a bird. It's a bird trap. You think if I didn't rap, she would flirt back. Taking off a skirt, let her wear my shirt for she leave. I'ma need my shirt back. You know how it goes. One time for my LA sisters. One time for my LA, LA, 
Lazy and can't tell the difference. One time for it, who knows? Don't save her. She don't wanna be saved. 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 There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says, "Fool me once, shame on, shame on you." If fool me, we can't get fooled again. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, the peace sign, load the chopper, let it rain on you. Fool me one time, shame on you. Fool me twice, can't put the blame on you. Fool me three times, the peace sign, load the chopper, let it rain on you. My only regret was too young for Lisa Bonet. My only regret was too young for me alone. Now all I'm left with is. Reality shows, hand her a script to boot. Probably couldn't read alone. My only regret was too young for Shadi Adu. My only regret could never take Aaliyah home. 